My subject tonight is simply ask for the rain. And I want to take you, I'm out of season again. I want to take you into the middle of a rainstorm and I want to give you some scriptures and I want you to consider these scriptures because I'm not talking about the weather outside, but I am talking about the spiritual climate inside. James chapter five and verse seven says, be patient therefore brethren under the coming of the Lord. Behold the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and he has long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. Somebody say rain. So we patiently wait for a harvest until the rain comes. That's what the scripture tells us to do. We wait for our harvest until the rain comes. And then the minor prophet Hosea, he writes these words in 6 and 3. Then shall we know, if we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he shall come unto us as the rain, as the latter and former rain unto the earth. Somebody shout rain. And so Hosea said, we faithfully follow after the Lord until we see the rain. We wait for a harvest until we see rain. We follow after the Lord until we see rain. Hosea 10 and 12, sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Somebody shout rain. We seek the Lord. We seek him diligently. We break up the fallow ground of our lives for one reason. We are waiting, hoping, longing, expecting the rain to come. And of course, the prophet Joel said this, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. It's going to be such a rainstorm that it will be the autumn rains and the spring rains together. Somebody shout rain. And so Joel teaches us that we rejoice in the Lord and we rejoice in his promise until we see it, until the rain comes. So all of these prophets and all of these writers, they gather together to tell us to wait for the rain. Wait patiently for a harvest. Follow the Lord until the rain comes. Seek the Lord until the rain comes. And rejoice in the Lord and in his promise until the rain gets here. But then there's this one verse in one minor prophet, Zechariah, chapter 10 and verse 1. And it's different than the others. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. One last time, everybody shout, rain. Zechariah said, ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. When it's raining, when you're finally seeing the rain come, when you're finally seeing the rain clouds burst open and the ground is wet and the rain is falling, you keep on asking the Lord for rain. Don't cease to ask the Lord for rain even when it starts to rain. Now what in the world is that about? That we would continue to ask for the rain even in the time of the rain. Why in the world 
would we do that? If it starts raining, spiritually speaking, why would we keep praying for rain? Here's why. Because sometimes your local forecast in your little life hasn't caught up with what has changed in the supernatural. So you need to keep on praying for rain, even though it's raining in Pakistan or raining in Guatemala or raining in some other church or somebody else's situation. You keep praying because sometimes your local forecast hasn't caught up. Sometimes you keep praying for rain, even when it's raining, because you're still feeling dry personally. And you listen to everybody else's testimony. And you listen to everybody else's victory report. And you hear pastor after pastor after pastor read praise reports and preach sermons and teach Bible studies. And they're all talking about revival, revival. And sometimes you say, but I feel dry, even though everybody's saying it's raining all around me. That's why God said, ask for rain, even in the time of rain. Why would we do this? Why would we keep asking for rain, even when it's raining? Here's why. Because even when it is raining, spiritually speaking, we still need more rain than what we've already received and what we're receiving right now. Now, I would suggest to you wonderful people that it's already raining in the kingdom of God in the last of the last days. God is moving in unprecedented ways to bless his people and to mobilize his church and to expand his kingdom and to bring in a harvest of souls. But I checked today, there's a counter online and it escalates rapidly. We are approaching 7.8 billion people on this planet. Nearly 8 billion people call this earth home. And so we still need more supernatural rain. We still need God to send more rain. So even though it's raining and we're grateful, even though God's answered prayer and we're thankful, even though we hear the reports of harvest and the miraculous, even in a time of rain, we're still asking God for rain. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Here's the biblical principle. Zachariah said it the best. When it's raining, when you feel the drops of the Holy Ghost, when you feel the, the dampness of the atmosphere, when you feel the downpour of the Spirit, the principle is when it's raining, that's the time to ask for more. Not the time to sit back and say, well, we got a little splash of heavenly rain. No, that's the time to press in and push on and ask for more. Don't stop at a few drops of rain when God wants to send this church a downpour and a deluge of his spirit. Don't stop believing, believe for more. Don't stop praying, pray for more. Don't stop reaching, reach for more. Don't stop asking, ask for more. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Ask for rain. Now, I'm, I'm grateful to a guy named Larry Sparks, who about four years ago or so wrote a book by the same title, Ask for the Rain. I just actually uh, downloaded the book today. I'm excited to read it. But one of his chapters was published online several years ago after he published this book, and, and I copied it, and it just inspired these thoughts. So I'm going to quote and borrow liberally from what he wrote in the next few minutes. But I want to suggest to this church, this has been uh, burning in my heart for a little while. 
I want to suggest to you that despite what you might see out your personal window, it is raining hard in the kingdom of God right now. It is raining all over the world and more people are receiving the Holy Ghost this week in the church than probably received the Holy Ghost in several years in the book of Acts. We can't even keep track with what's happening in our own fellowship some months, let alone all of the apostolic people around the world. I would suggest to you that it's already raining. In fact, here's what I'd suggest to you. It's been raining ever since the day of Pentecost. From that sovereign moment in history up until right now, heaven has been opened and the Holy Ghost has been released. The great need of our present hour is not for us all to get in prayer meeting, not for us all to come to Bible study on a Wednesday night, or not to get here in church on Sunday and get on our knees and cry tears and beg God and cry out and say, God, give us another Pentecost. Because God's answer to that prayer would be, I think the first Pentecost was absolutely sufficient for anything you'll ever need. See, here's our thing. We don't need more of God to appear out of heaven. What we really need is more of God to appear in our daily lives and more of God to appear coming out of his church. We need to see demonstration and manifestation of what every apostolic believer in this room, every Holy Ghost filled Christian in this room, you already carry the rain inside of you. You already carry the power inside of you. I'm sorry if you came to Wednesday night and you're kind of ready and locked in, seatbelt fastened, recliner level pushed, and you're ready for a nice, calm, sedate little Bible study, please forgive me. But this has been burning for a little while in me. We don't need more of God to appear. We need more of God to flow through us. We don't need another Pentecost. We need the Pentecost that some of you received decades ago. We need that to just rise up in the church, and we just need a fresh baptism of confidence in what God has already invested in us. I would suggest to you that we are not waiting for revival. That tires me out, waiting for revival. If anything, revival is probably waiting on us. Revival is not locked up in the heavens. Revival is not waiting for enough desperate cries and persistent prayers to force it out of God's hand and pull it down to earth. That kind of teaching or preaching, it sounds very spiritual. We're waiting for revival, but it's theologically incorrect. Revival is available right now to anybody who's desperate enough, hungry enough, and thirsty enough to go after it. Revival is not merely an event. It is not just a church service or an altar call or a conference or a special gathering like youth explosion. Revival is not just a little season when our spiritual activity is heightened or expanded. Revival is not even a time of God's visitation after which we all go back to, to business as usual and we say, wasn't that nice? Wasn't that a great event? Wasn't that a good week? Wasn't that 
that an awesome Sunday. That's not revival. Revival is not having a little forward push and then going back to business as usual. Revival, if and when it happens, is meant to redefine and restructure business as usual. Revival at its core is the dynamic demonstration of New Testament Christianity. Without hype, without corruption, without pollution, without compromise. Revival is simply the Lord Jesus being revealed in his people through the power of the Holy Ghost. There's enough Holy Ghost power in the people in this room to do everything that God needs or wants this church to accomplish in the city of Fredericton and far beyond. Revival involves a divine visitation of God's manifest presence that produces a sustained habitation of his spirit. Not just a service, not just an altar call, not just a song that touches our emotions, not just one prayer meeting, not just one anything. Revival, it pushes us into a different realm of living. Revival challenges our usual business. Revival redefines normal church services. Revival is not comfortable because revival will confront old wineskins and it will confront obsolete traditions and even outdated methods and it will provoke Christians. Revival's not a happy time. Revival will provoke Christians who are carnal or complacent or comfortable. Revival is not a happy time. Revival can be very challenging because revival challenges every one of us to be in the world but not of the world. That's the challenge, that you're very much in the world because we've got nearly 8 billion people to reach so we better be in the world but at the same time we're not of the world. Now here's a statement from Mr. Sparks that I absolutely love. Revival compels you to be hungrier than your history, thirstier than your yesterday, and more passionate than your past. That's what revival will do. And so it's pretty easy to figure out whether we're personally in revival or not. It's pretty easy to figure out whether a church is in revival or not. Revival compels you to be hungrier than your history, thirstier than your yesterday, and more passionate than your past. So if there ever was a time in my life or your life or our life as a church when we had more rain falling down than we do right now, it's time, even though rain has fallen everywhere all around us, it's time to ask God for rain in the time of the rain. It's time to say, God, I'm thankful for what you're doing in Guangzhou and what you're doing with that new body of believers. But God, we need some new believers right here. So God, use me. God, I'm thankful for a student receiving the Holy Ghost in Australia. But God, we need some students in this city that are, don't have any background in Pentecost to receive the Holy Ghost right here. So if there ever was a time when there was more rain in your forecast than there is tonight. Revival will make you hungrier than your history and thirstier than your yesterday and more passionate than your past. 
Revival is a continuous river of Holy Ghost outpouring. It has been flowing for 2,000 years ever since the day of Pentecost. Revival is normal, supernatural Christianity in action. That's what revival is. Revival looks like every apostolic Christian walking in the fullness of Holy Ghost power. There is such a power and a beauty in consistency. You, you see it. People that are on the front row one day and on the back row the next day. They're in the altar one month and they're gone the next month. You see it. It's a lack of consistency. But revival will make you the strongest, most consistent Christian that you can imagine because revival just lets the rain fall all the time in your life and even while the rain is falling all around you, you're still saying God, I'm asking you for more I'm not asking you for less I'm not asking you for a vacation I'm asking you for more rain I'm asking you for more power I'm asking you for more outpouring revival involves entire households and entire neighborhoods Entire cities and regions being shaken by an overwhelming awareness of the manifest presence of God. We have had that in our past in New Brunswick. It's time to have it in our present. I'm thankful that the rain is falling on the mission field, but we need the rain to fall in these fields that surround this church. We need the rain to fall in the middle of the winter. We need the rain to fall on the saints of God. We need the rain to fall on until it hits every household and every marriage, every teenager. We need the rain to fall and wash some backsliders back into the current of the Holy Ghost. We need the rain to fall and revive some people that have got used to church as normal. I wish you'd lift up your hands. This isn't just a gimmick. This is what I felt for this church and for tonight. I wish you'd lift up your hands and let your voice out and pray one prayer. God more. God more. I'm not unthankful. I'm not ungrateful. But God more. That's what we need. More. That's what we need. More. That's what I want. More. That's what I'm thirsty for. That's what I'm hungry for. That's what I'm longing for. I am hungrier than my history. I am thirstier than my yesterday. And because you're apostolic and we've had this river in the apostolic church for 2,000 years, I wish you'd open up your mouth and I wish you would pray in the spirit for a minute. I wish you would pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Yeah, it's Bible study, but when you study the Bible, the Holy Ghost says, I want to get in the middle of those people that are studying my word because I fulfill my word. I keep the promises in my word. So what our prayer is, is God send the rain in the time of the rain. It's fallen in China. It's fallen in Europe. It's fallen in South America. It's fallen in Central America. But Jesus, let it fall here. We're praying for rain in the time of the rain. I worship you, Jesus. Oh, just clap your hands and kind of loosen up the grid here a little bit on Bible study night. Yes, yes. Rebo, la peca ramahaya siomaha. 
Revival is not God's perfect will for his people. Because if we walked in God's perfect will, we'd never need to be revived. Revival is God's remedy to bring his people back to heaven's perfect will. Revival summons backsliders out of their spiritual wilderness and restores those precious people to a relationship with God. It ushers them into the very thing that their hearts were searching for all the while they were on vacation from God and church. Revival will awaken sleeping saints. Revival will awaken kind of lukewarm Church members, revival messes everything up. God, I'm praying for rain in the time of the rain. I love the reports that we get from all over the place. I love being a missions-minded church, but we need the mission field to crash down right in the middle of a Wednesday night Bible study on a snow day. We need revival, and we need the mission field, and we need harvest, and we need the miraculous to just kind of thud down here in our midst. That's what we need. Revival sounds every siren and alarm through the hallways of hell. Revival serves notice to a defeated devil that an activated, empowered church, an anointed church is returning to God's original blueprint for the church. And they are a kingdom people who operate in purity and power. Revival will open our eyes to the limitless power of these words. Limitless power. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I'm thankful the will of God is being done in Guangzhou, China through a church planner named Jason. I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful that the will of God is going to be done in Oromocto through a church planner named Mike and Kathy. I'm praying that God shakes that wonderful little military town and gives them an apostolic revival. I'm praying that the people of God that are involved in that team, they're I'm praying that God touches down in that preview service this weekend. We don't just need another little kind of quaint little religious body. They've got those all through Oromocto and all through this city. But what we need is a real touch of God so drug addicts are delivered and so alcoholics are set free. And some of you that that was you, you know that can happen. And so you've already felt that rain. But here's what we're praying. More rain, Jesus more rain, Jesus. More rain, Jesus. That's what we're praying. That's what we're praying. Oh, thank you, Alan. Pray that prayer. That was you, but that's not you anymore. And for somebody, they're going to be standing in a church seat not too long from now, and they're going to be praising God for that. More rain. More rain. That's what we're praying. That's what we're praying. Revival 
What's wrong with you, pastor? I'll tell you what's wrong with me. I am so incredibly grateful for the blessing of God on this church. I am so incredibly grateful to God for faithful saints. I am so incredibly grateful to God that we get to play our little part in missions around the world. I'm so grateful to God for the young people that were revived and the young people that received the Holy Ghost at Youth Explosion. But my prayer is simply more Jesus, more rain in the time of the rain. I'm grateful for a sprinkling on the weekend. I'm grateful for a rain shower on Sunday. But on a Wednesday night, I just came back one more time to say more rain in the time of the rain. We'll do just fine without that. Somebody lift up your voice and make up the gap and just let the rain fall on your seat. Just let the rain fall in your pew. Just let the rain fall on your life. Just let the rain fall in your spirit. Mando la baheya kyota la basiasa. Mando reba bakio masia. Mando la baba bakieta la basiata. Revival opens the eyes for every one of us that you carry keys of authority to bind what heaven has already bound and to loose what heaven has already loosed. The church is not waiting for revival. Revival is waiting for the church to open our eyes and open our ears and open our hearts and realize we're in the time of rain. And the proper posture of prayer in the time of rain is more Jesus, more Jesus. That's the proper posture. Don't you dare stop praying for your backslidden loved one right now. We're in the time of rain. So we're praying more Jesus. Don't you dare stop praying for these altars to be filled with people receiving the Holy Ghost. Not when we're in a time of rain. Our proper posture should be more Jesus, more Jesus. Don't you dare stop praying for those waters right back there to be troubled every service. Don't you dare stop praying for that balcony to be filled up with people like it was a little bit on the weekend. Don't you dare stop praying for that. Your posture of prayer in a time of rain it should be this more rain Jesus more rain Jesus we don't need music. We don't need the keyboard playing softly. We don't need singers right now. I'm not even sure we need pastor to keep on preaching, but what we need is a posture of prayer that says, more rain, Jesus, more rain in my home, more rain in my life, more rain in our church, more rain in our altars, more rain in our city, more rain in New Brunswick, more rain, Jesus. That's what we need. I wish we could turn this Bible study into an unofficial, unannounced prayer meeting. I wish some of you could start walking the aisles like you do on Friday night. I wish some of you could lift up your voice loud and strong and unashamed and let's turn Bible study into prayer meeting because we've... We've... 
We've studied the Bible up to here, but we need to pray further than we've studied. We need to pray more boldly than what we have. It's the time of rain. We need a cancer cure over there that doesn't come from medical science. We need an absolute miracle. So it's not time to say, well, whatever your will is. No, it's time to say more rain, Jesus. We're thankful for cancer healings in the past. We need one in the present. More rain, Jesus. More rain, Jesus. Brandon, if there's any way to put that rain sound on while we're praying, we'll do it. If there's not, we won't need it. I just want somebody to lift up your voice, maybe lift up your hands like a funnel and ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. Ask God for rain even though it's raining all around the world. Ask God for rain in your situation. There it comes. There's rain falling. There's rain falling. It's falling in the sanctuary tonight. But what we got to do is we got to take the rain home with us. We got to let the rain fall in our personal prayer. We got to let the rain fall in our families. We got to let the rain fall when we go to the doctor for a checkup. Before we go in there, say, Jesus, I've heard about your healings, but I need more rain. I need more rain. I need more rain. More rain, more rain, more rain. I can hear the sound effect, but what I really hear is a sound in the spirit of God's people saying, I'm tired of being an average church member. I need more rain. I need more rain. I know it's the time of rain all around the world. I'm thankful for great missionaries, but I need some of that Holy Ghost rain in my house. I need some of that Holy Ghost rain at my address. I need some of that Holy Ghost rain where I live. Jesus, mess up our schedules. Jesus, mess up our to-do lists. Jesus, mess up our priorities. Jesus, mess up our routines. Jesus, crack open those old wineskins because we need new wine in new wineskins. Jesus, for every senior saint that carries in their heart the memories of prayer meetings, the memories of all-night intercession, God, flame that into fire. Blaze that up for your glory. And God, let it be contagious for this younger generation. God, you've given this church a handful of intercessors that know what it is to groan before your presence. God, I'm praying that that intercessory prayer would become contagious, that it would become more viral than the virus we're reading about in the news right now, and that it would get caught from one vessel to another. God, let the heavens crack open. Let the thunder showers fall right here. We're praying for rain in the time of the rain. We're praying for more rain. Even though we're grateful, we're still hungry. Even though we're thankful, we're still thirsty, Jesus.
Erre baba boko ya manela bosiasa mandola baba bakio reba bakiera mesho soda la ba mandola baba kietara bosie mandola baberia taba mandola ba would you get somebody by the hand and would you begin to pray with them with them when you put your hands up that's your funnel that's saying god pour some more rain right here right here jesus more rain more rain i'm tired of dead dry and ordinary i'm tired of typical and routine and average god more rain right here more rain more rain at ncc every bible college student god pour down your rain in those dormitory rooms pour down your rain in that classroom pour down your rain in that chapel pour down your rain jesus Mandola baba baba bea kodana bahaya mesho sede la ba mando reba reba kia ire rabo losha sabaha oh i hear it it is the sound of abundance of rain. The rain is already there. The rain is already falling. We got to do what the elders taught us. Get under where the rain's falling. Get under the spout where the glory is coming out. Get under the place where God's glory is being revealed. Just get under it. More rain, Jesus. More rain, Jesus. We're praying that on our church. I pray that on every member of our staff. I pray that on every staff home and all of our staff kids. I pray that on every volunteer and every department leader and their homes and their families and every precious saint of God. More rain, Jesus. More rain, Jesus. Everybody watching by way of the webcast right now. More rain, Jesus. More rain, Jesus. Let the rain fall in their home. Let the rain of healing fall right now. Let the rain of deliverance fall right now in Jesus' name. More rain, Jesus. More rain, Jesus.